uh, so I could chime in on what's going on with coronavirus in our communities. Okay, thank you very much. Everybody down here is talking about the heart issue. Um, black community is disproportionately high numbers of infection and high number of deaths, and everybody wants to know why, and I'd like for you to share with us what your opinion about that is. All right, well, there are quite a few reasons why we're seeing higher numbers here in um, in the African-American community just in general. So I, I did a, um, a post on this recently, actually, and so it's multifactorial, right? There are several different things. There are socioeconomic factors, there are religious and cultural factors, um, and then there are, you know, just health health factors and health disparities. So the first thing that you, um, that I think is most important, that's obvious everyone, is that we suffer from a lot more medical conditions maybe than some other ethnicities do. We have high rates of obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, smokers, we have lung disease. And all of these things can contribute to, if you are exposed to coronavirus, to, to having a complication from it and not faring as well as maybe some of your counterparts. Now, I think that one of the reasons, and then I know there was a gentleman that was just on the air um, before this talking about religious gatherings. Well, first of all, the African-American community is a communal culture, right? We, we congregate. We are always together for social reasons, reasons, um, you know, cultural reasons. So we like to come together. That is the backbone of our community and how we thrive. So we've had definitely we've had some struggles with social distancing compared to how we normally you know interact with each other and how our culture thrives. So the way you catch the coronavirus is from other people. It's from from respiratory droplets, from sneezing, coughing, speaking very forcefully on someone. Where respiratory droplets will travel into their personal space and then they inhale it, or from touching something that coronavirus is on. Someone has sneezed or coughed and wiped their hands on a doorknob or a glass pane and you walk in right after them into a restaurant or a building and now it's on your hands, you, you wipe your face and now you've got it. So we wouldn't really have to deal with us having such high rates of coronavirus if we weren't catching it and we were practicing and we were adhering to the social distancing in the first place. I know a lot of people in the African American community don't trust the government, they don't trust law enforcement, you know, we are um, in situations where we're put at increased risk to catch coronavirus, whether that being living outside, leaving the home to have to work every day. It's a luxury to be able to work from home, right, to have internet access, to have a computer or a printer, or to have a cell phone that you can use to work from home. So we're working outside of the home. We also have higher rates of incarceration in small cramped places where you can catch the disease. And then also sometimes our homes are smaller. They're, they're older. They're not as well ventilated. You may not have a balcony or a porch or a yard that you can go outside get some fresh air and get away from other members of your family who may be ill. So all these things are leading to increased rates. And then also there's this inherent distrust, right? Because historically, if the government needed to find out how a certain disease or a virus is going to act within a specific people, we have been used as guinea pigs. So people tend not to trust the, the information, the public service announcements and the information that's coming down from our heads of states and our heads of government. So we get our information from each other. So if you have good solid, reputable, scientific, healthy information that you can pass on to your fellow brother, and that's what, what needs to happen. It doesn't need to be misinformation or conspiracy theory. It needs to be good, solid information that you learn from somebody you trust. And to me, that's kind of the way that we're going to, to, to decrease the numbers. There in South Carolina, about a third of the population is African-American. Right now, 38% of the cases are in African-Americans, but we are accounting for 46% of the deaths. 
Wow. So this is a trend, right? So you know, it should be proportional. It should be okay. We're a third of the population. We're a third of the cases. We're a third of the deaths. No, we're forty-six percent, or almost fifty. Let's let's say, but almost upwards of fifty percent of the deaths in the state of South Carolina now. So that's significant, and this is a trend that we're seeing nationally, and in every place that has a large percentage of. Um, of African Americans, we're seeing this trend, and these are some of the reasons. And I have to also bring up the fact that the coronavirus didn't spread initially amongst poorer communities. The coronavirus was actually initially, you know, we all know it started in China, but it was spread globally by people of means, people of wealth. You know, we had celebrities, athletes, dignitaries, heads of state, um, you know, international. Um, politicians and presidents and royalty, these are the people that initially got coronavirus, people that can travel, people that have the means to make it around the world. They came back, spread it amongst the initial people in the community, and then once it trickled down to some of the communities with less resources who don't have testing centers or don't have the supplies that they need or just don't trust the healthcare system, then we had a problem. Then it, then it spread like wildfire. Wow. That's an interesting point that you made. And so I guess the question is, but I was telling the audience, with that being said, we will have to help ourselves and give each other information, and we have to wash our hands, wear the mask, and practice social distancing. And I think it's imperative that our leadership put that information out there uh, because we live among each other, and if we're not careful, we're going to destroy one another. You are, and I think what people need to realize is you got to look out. You have to look out for yourself. And, and it's just really a short period of time. I know people are impacted by this economically and, you know, psychologically, you know, isolating for too long of a period is maybe not, you know, starts to get to some folks at some point. But really, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to protect your family. You've got to protect your community. Hand washing for at least 20 seconds or using hand sanitizer if you don't have a sink with some fresh water close by and, and fresh soap. Um, Covering your mouth and coughing into your sleeve or to your arm versus coughing into your hands because you spread it by your hands. Um, and then the social distancing. I mean, those are really just the main things. If you're vaping or doing anything else that's going to put your body at increased risk for, for catching it, then, then, you know, make every effort to curtail things that you can control like vaping and smoking. If you've got elderly family members living in your home, look out for them first. Be careful when you come from the outside world back into your home because whatever is out there, you're going to bring into your home. Check on your elderly neighbors, but at the same time, or family members, but at the same time, make sure you're not exposing them unnecessarily. Well, thank you so much. We've heard it here from the ER physician from Chicago, Illinois. We're so grateful for your expertise, and thank you for sharing it with the Dr. Katrina. Yes, I was happy to speak. Just let me know if you all need me to come back on anytime. But stay safe out there, everyone. I know this seems like a very unprecedented, um, you know, stressful time for all of us. But it's really just a couple of weeks or a couple of months in the span of a lifetime. And it's better now that we tackle it hard and tackle it head on than for, this to, for us to not be as aggressive and it just lags on for months and months and months. But we're going to get there. Okay. And thank you. And you be safe because you're on the front line. Thank you so much. Yes, I will. Thank you so much, Mr. Myers. Have a good one. Same to you. Bye-bye. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. We were, we were blessed.